It's Monday, May 2nd, and welcome to episode 67 of Stop Skeletons from Podcasting. Uh, hey, it's me, Derek. I'm Derek. It's me, Derek. And I am Grace, the maidenless maiden, the figure of the floral finger, <laughs> the uh, sad lady who hasn't played Elden Ring in like a week. But here I am. Yeah. Damn, here you with, with, with like the Elden Ring goofs. Here, like, damn. Just... Off the dome. Off the dome, yeah. I I, I I learned recently that the the furled finger, which if people haven't played Elden Ring yet, they're they're probably really annoyed with people talking about Elden Ring, and I, I apologize, but <laughs> it's kind of like the Monster Hunter claw hand that you had to develop to be able to play Monster Hunter, you know, yeah, the legendary like- monster. But the furl, but it basically you have to like hold your hand in a specific order to be able to like control the camera and do like fighting that's because like well monster hunter didn't have pvp in elden ring oh it was for pvp yeah that's the furled finger is like i think i i am really enjoying the headcanon that it is a reference to uh the The claw i heard it it as yeah the way people hold controllers in a claw during pvp situations because monster hunter was uh enormously successful on the psp which did not have a second uh, analog stick for camera control you know what psp didn't have much it it did what it could. It did did very it did fine. It didn't have as much as it needed. I mean, GS didn't have a second analog stick. No, v- no, no. Vita I just though. mean, I just mean, didn't get enough love. No, PSP got plenty of love. The Vita didn't get any love. Yeah, because of Monster Hunter, the Vita did or the PSP did fantastically, and the Vita did not. Fantastically. Yeah. Straight up, straight up. No, the PSP did like something like 50, 60, 70, 000, uh, 70 million units. Really? Yes. Okay. Not now. It did not do DS numbers. No. Um. And it did not do PS2 numbers, uh, or even GBA numbers. But it, it did fine. Yeah. But it, I think it did really fine mainly in Japan, uh, again because of Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter and the public transit system. I mean, I heard that like quite they, frankly, they kind of timed it out and made your average quest of Monster Hunter take as long as a trip from like you know Kyoto to Tokyo or something like that. So what, like ten minutes? versus i mean this is 2003 2005 <laughs> i don't know how their busing system I, was back then i'm sure it was fantastic that was that was always what i heard when it was like all right here are the, the sales numbers for this month uh monster hunter in japan and this is back in 2005 when no one in america knew th- cared about monster hunter at all they're like so monster hunter sold another metric ton another like 500,000 units for the eighth month in a, in a row and we're like what why My monster hunter games they're not good right took so long for those games to really uh come over here to america mm-hmm. for us um, to understand and we had yeah. to they had to bring it to a non-portable console to make it happen basically right the, the wii no uh monster hunter well, monster hunter world uh, Ri- rise world well yeah rise is and that's the-, the one that was like almost it was console only for a bit yeah yeah slash pc then that monster hunter world was definitely the, a huge step up from from how that because really what the all the monster hunter games were it's like here's a ps2 game that we have like just kind of keep building and bolting shit on top of <laughs> they were just they, 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 they were fine like i put like almost 200 hours into the multiple versions of monster hunter generations but i will tell you right now that is a clunky old weird game that is amazing and a goddamn masterpiece but uh it is just a extremely well polished ps2 game and then with world and rise they're like okay from the ground up let's redo this shit um and they have not looked back anyway welcome to our video game podcast 
Hey, we talked about video games. Yeah, right? We did it. Holy shit. <laughs> Welcome. And that was the Elden Ring talk, actually. Yeah, we're trying to, like, keep it keep it down low. Can I talk about that I, I, I fought Rodan? Yeah. And I just want to say that that boss fight is, like, the maybe the most, like, stupidly epic bullshit thing I've ever seen in a Souls game. And it was awesome. Is it in a top 10 boss battles for you? You know, I'm not a I'm not a big enough fan to say that, but I guess like... What, what do you mean? You've played all of them multiple times. I no. think you put 90 hours into every single Souls game, including I, I, Kingsfield. I played Darks, I played Dark Souls 3 once. And I but, put, okay, but that's still like 90, I don't know the 180 bosses. hours. I don't know the bo- <laughs> I, don't, I would say that like, all right, bosses in Souls games that really stand out to me would be like near the top is in Dark Souls 3. Yeah. Uh, you go to like this big ass chalice and you look at it and then it like mists just starts pouring out of it and it warps you someplace and you just you're warped someplace else and you're like in the dark completely in the dark uh so i pull out my torch and i start walking and as i'm walking i see a gigantic skeleton face and then the boss theme starts but that that reveal only happens the first time you go down that's there. a crossover that's like top 10 bosses and also top 10 skeletons yeah but I, and I would say that like um, God, just about damn near any of the bosses in Bloodborne. But this, but Rodan well, in I feel uh, like Elden this Ring game has. Well, more, let me tell you my. my I'm, I'm, I just okay. want to say this: this game has more like quote unquote gimmicky set piece boss fights than I have witnessed in other Souls games before, which I have found very surprising and delightful. Personally, and this is like just in terms of like set piece gimmicky, uh. It's just like, it's like another level. Like it's consistently through, I, I could say, actually you and I have had this uh, discussion. I am consistently blown away by just how big Elden Ring is, but it's getting more and more to the point of like, you didn't need to make it this big guys. <laughs> like the Rodan fight. Um, it's awesome. It takes place in this gigantic field. Uh, and it's just, it, it, it the scale and size is it's i mean i hate to use the term but goddamn it's fucking epic just so big so much is happening and all all of rodan's attacks are like just giant and crazy and uh it took me a long time to beat him but when i did it felt very satisfying but there was a part of me that was like i wish i could just kind of always go back to this fight it was like just just it was just it was just Can so, I just replay this part oh i saved my uh i saved the last like minute of it i saved my my, my and i, I want to say i think his it. name is Ra- radan or radan i feel like they say rodan but i could be wrong it's uh, his name does, it's r-a yeah and i think rodan is a pterodactyl from the godzilla universe oh am i saying that wrong oh and the ch- oh shit <laughs> and the chat here is actually i should have over thank you chat for <laughs> chat louder next time to get my attention i'm sorry uh, but yes, Rodan, whatever the, the kind of big, the, the big boss that's in a uh, Caleb, the, the big the, guy on a tiny horse. Yeah. He's, oh. <laughs> oh man, that, that, yeah, I uh, finally beat that area. Um, but I'm still not done with Caleb. I still, have no. so much more. I still have so much more to do. In that there's game. a part of me where I'm like, is this game truly big or is it that you and I just play these games in a way where it's almost impossible for us to get through anything quickly. Oh, both. 
I mean, because there are so many, there are people who finished this game already. We've been playing yeah, since it came out. I, I feel like I saw. Oh, oh, except, except we've been playing on an Xbox One, which means our load times are about four times yeah, as long. All as, right. So maybe that's, that's why fair. it's taking us literally four times longer to play this game. <laughs> yeah. When we die, it is. <laughs> it's a 15, 20 second load. If I want to go to the round table and like, you know, get my stuff, go, go. That is another 10, 15, 20 minutes. So, uh, seconds. Sorry. So, um, how many? I'm that's not, that's probably it. That's why it's not yeah. that we're pokey puppies. It's that it's well, the, well, we're. I, I mean, like we're to, a little. I, you're definitely a pokey. Oh puppy, yeah, but I'm, I will say that I I think I saw Maximilian dude say he beat the game and he was like 170 hours. I think it was 170, and then I saw um I think it was either Derek from uh Boundary Break or Arlo was saying like I'm at 200 hours and I'm still got so much left to do. So I was like, okay, I'm only at like 120. I don't feel bad anymore. Yeah. Um, cause I'm going at my pace. That's just how I, how I like to do it again, though. I, I need to finish this game so I can get, I can play other things. I just need to play something else. Yeah. I think I'm going to start tunic finally for whoever. There's someone who's been listening to this podcast and asking about tunic for the last four weeks. I think you, you did it. You bullied mm-hmm. me. I'm going to do, I'm going to do it tonight. Oh, thank you. Dealey Stan. I like your name in the chat there. Uh, 120 hours. And I feel like I'm only two thirds of the way through. I yeah the thing I I don't know I've been really trying to stay away from spoilers I do think I'm about two thirds of the way through but I really don't know how much more I have in front of me after this so yeah and each new kind of continent you go to is like kind of progressively bigger than the last so I don't know but I am still enjoying it Mm -hmm. um but I'll I'll be honest. I was uh didn't play a whole lot of games this week. <laughs> I was watching sports. I was watching basketball. Grace still had her our free trial of YouTube TV, and uh, uh the NBA playoffs are a lot of really good games. And we finished work, and I was like, well, I want to watch. I gotta see this 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 Pelican Sun game. Holy shit! I gotta see how this is gonna go. Uh, so that's gonna be about the most for our video game discussion for this podcast but i will not devolve i will not i, I will spare our audience should i mean not go into basketball should we get nba one of the nba 2ks i should maybe look up which is the best reviewed out of the recent ones you know speaking what? of a playstation 2 game that's just been yeah. has new things <laughs> bolted on you know what i have when when the pandemic happened and nba and, and basketball stopped and uh it, you, Basketball, basketball gets really good around this time of year because it was right before the playoffs mm-hmm. uh, was when uh, the pandemic hit uh, a couple of years ago. And I thought that I was like, oh, man, it's only he will play 2K. And colloquially, it's just called 2K. But NBA 2K, um, they play, they stream it all over the place on Twitch. So I was like, I'll just watch some. I'll go to Twitch. I'll and go to- at that time, you could watch NBA players streaming it. Yeah, that shit is fucking boring. <laughs> nope. Couldn't do it. Uh, I wish someone would have streamed like NBA Jam instead. I think you could have found that a little bit, but it was like you well, had, but you had I to couldn't go on find the retro LeBron chat. James playing that, <laughs> yeah. which is what I actually want. Yeah. No, actually, uh, there's a lot of uh, people like a lot of them play Grand Theft Auto. 
Oh sure, I mean it's GTA the five. game of the moment. All Actually, moments, the funnest thing in, in terms of perpetuity, in terms of NBA stuff happening mm-hmm. at the start of the pandemic, the funniest shit was to go on TikTok and see LeBron James like doing TikTok dances with his daughters, and seeing like Steph Curry just bored out of his mind. Like all these NBA players had nothing better to do because like their body and their mind is ready. Like all right, playoffs are happening. Let's get going, and like everything just stopped. Mm-hmm. And just like here's a Steph Curry drinking wine and looking bored <laughs> and lebron james very like listlessly dancing with his daughters like oh oh it was bad times yeah it was bad times for a lot of reasons but that was one of the more enjoyable that you know really that happened in 2020 yeah that that of all the knockdown effects that that was one of the ones that was kind of fun yeah so, i could visit i it's it's so funny that right then that was a time where i feasibly could have like I could see myself visiting Shaq's Animal Crossing town to sell him turnips. Like that is something that yeah. could have like happened during that time. It was very everyone was on a level playing field and we were all miserable except for flipping Jared Leto who <laughs> was at a like what? what? Remember, do you remember this? He was at a meditation retreat when lockdown <laughs> happened. <laughs> sure and he was. He, and then he came back and he was like, "Whoa, man." <laughs> It's like the world's just like different. I, I wait. This really happened. He was what? at I I what? So he was at a meditation retreat with like no apparently with no like digital so he, so he access. Went off, he went off the grid. He was off the grid. He had no internet access, and then he came back. But the ramp up to the pandemic, like the, the lockdown happening, was there were several weeks where it was like, are we gonna? Is it maybe? And then it finally happened. It didn't. It well, wasn't just we woke up one morning you and suddenly were the front man of internationally celebrated 30 seconds to mars would yeah. you pay attention to the news or would you pay attention to your weird cult that you run instead okay. 30 seconds to mars had like one very successful album like 10 years ago yeah internationally and it was like a weird <laughs> celebrated re- and, and the, loved. the music video was a remake of the shining a lot of people thought it was great it was not that great um and now and then he won an oscar and now we're in I the summer know. of morbius yeah so <laughs> really <laughs> yeah. it's a full circle I, I feel like you you must have told me that, but I've forgotten it. But that is just that it, sounds like the most Jared Leto ass shit ever. It's you know what? That was <laughs> several years ago. I, I barely go on Twitter anymore. I just don't. I can't any just for my mental health. Mm-hmm. Instead, I like to walk around my house and just like yell at the tropical plants that can't survive in my <laughs> Pacific Northwest environment. Like you're indoors. House. Yeah, inside your Pacific Northwest am, apartment. I am doing everything. I am I got pebble trays. I am like you did. infusing humidity into specific zones. And I, I watered my croton with tap water two days ago and I lost you four added leaves. water to your salad? It's pronounced crouton, Grace. Cro- but, I think it's pronounced croton. No, T robot. He, there's, Tom, there's Tom Servo. Okay, you know the, you know what plant I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, I do. The one that Yes, I do. <laughs> The, the one that's dropping leaves like it's, I don't know, a nudist colony in here. Mm-hmm. Just can't get rid of them. I, I think it's the one that like we were doing. Some, you were doing some vacuuming yesterday and mm-hmm. you plugged uh, uh, you plugged the plug and it's like kind of like right above our plants. And I think when you were kind of doing your thing, uh, the cord brushed up against one of the leaves and one of the leaves fell down. And I didn't say anything. No, we don't talk <laughs> about it. We don't talk about it anymore. We're just letting it happen. And I and you know what? I don't care anymore. So is that Jared Leto energy helping your plants? <laughs> That's it. I really am sending some Jared Leto energy into my plant. I, you know, what? I need to pull up some Mort Garman 
plantopia or whatever sounds and let let my plants just grow man oh yeah symphony of a spider plant just all day that's that's a fun thing we can talk about this uh this 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 album called plantasia yeah that you got me uh a hip to that is like two thousand percent my shit um there is this 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 amazing moog synth album that was made in the 70s um like this guy was like not loading up logic pro and then turning switches on his keyboard yeah he wasn't he didn't have his ds out yeah exactly the cord no he he was actually premium app moving cords (laughs) you made when i showed you this guy you're like oh it's like he's an operator on an old telephone like he was actually like unplugging like in, in, those like, old telephone switchboards from when yeah. everything was a rotary phone. And this guy like made a an electronic instrumental synth album uh that they sold through the Sears Roebuck catalog and was given away with like a couple of other things. Uh, I think like, it was if you bought a plant at a specific plant store in Los Angeles, you also received a free record of like a vinyl copy of this album, mm-hmm. which of course, a vinyl copy. Like that's the only kind you could have gotten. Yeah, it was the seventies, um, and it's it is. It's s- pretty funky. So here's the thing I've always liked about video game music, and that is how uh, how they fill the space, how they fill the time, just for, as as a, as a work of art, as a work of craftsmanship. They have to make their their groove, their drums, you know, and their 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 their, their melodies had to be done in a much more like economic and uh, you compose songs differently for video games and you would just like a pop song, right? You yeah. don't have lyrics. You don't really have the same kind of structure. It's just different. This is a, this is a, an album I had never heard before, but I felt like I had heard it because it was composed like it was going to be instrumental. Like it needed to be uh, very active. It wasn't droney. It sounded like video game music and it really sounded like, that maybe a bunch of like people that were making video game music later on in the eighties um, probably were here uh, trying to find weird inspiration for the stuff they made on like you know uh, you know Master System and uh, Famicom and stuff like that. I I absolutely loved the, the album. I thought Wait, it was like, so. So you don't think this album was created based on the scientific evidence <laughs> that music makes now plants that, grow? <laughs> you know, I, I, you quote, I'm sorry. I you. This is an audio medium scientific yeah. evidence can you, know, you hear my my finger quotes sometimes they say like hey back in my day we didn't have <laughs> therapy and medication it's like yeah and then you made synth albums for your plants you thought that, that was a good idea <laughs> and then science said oh it's a it's a miracle our brains work at all that's not the worst Y'all thing that... out here raw dog in life with no <laughs> therapy <laughs> just no medication you're just and then praying like, that your spider plant isn't gonna you're not gonna accidentally give it tap water and it's gonna just shrivel and die in front of you like I, what happens then what I, happens when you forget to leave your tap water out for at least a day so that all of the chemicals evaporate out of it or whatever here, here's here's the difference grace you forget to buy distilled water for one one week <laughs> more people were crazy back then people today are crazier but there's less of them. I do, I, I, do, I do feel that like there's a different flavor of crazy in modern times, but I feel like it's not quite as broad as it was back in like the 70s and the 80s. That's my Well, now you can accelerate theory. it much faster. Yeah. Like I'm on, I, I go to Reddit to like, oh, can, I don't know, does my, I feel like my plant grows when it listens to Metallica. Is mm. that a thing? And then three weeks later, suddenly I'm, 
like I've rearranged my living room and I have soundproofing everywhere so my plants get the ultimate like audio experience. Yeah. All right, in the chat we're talking about they had weed back then. Exactly. They had weed back then and we have weed now, but the weed we have now is way more potent and there's more variety of it. My parents who were married and had their first kid in the 70s, um they one time after they had had all three of us kids on an anniversary uh went to my cousin my dad went to his his nephew and asked him to score some weed for him and he did oh my god and the story is they were like oh they got a hotel room you know they went away and they each took a hit a piece and went holy shit and they hadn't smoked weed since before they were having kids or when we were younger my aunt would tell me at a certain age, they just kind of stopped, but they were they apparently were still doing it while they were kids. But apparently, the weed was just too strong for them, and they like went and gave it back. <laughs> so we can't do this. We took, I don't know. We that took is, one hit and fell on our ass. Take that it back, is man. peak like people in their thirties trying to party like they're in their twenties. Though, mm-hmm. like, can you imagine going out clubbing now? And you're like, like I feel like I would want to go home by like twelve oh two. I'm like, all right. <laughs> But I mean, okay, so you, so you're all right. So Grace, scientifically, you are saying that there's another variable here that maybe they just weren't they were not as seasoned. They're, they didn't have their sea legs. Yeah. I also think that like they were mainless. My, my cousin, <laughs> exactly. You used to not have sea legs. Now this is the era of maidens and being yeah. maidenless. Mm-mm. I would imagine that my uh, my cousin was like, oh shit, so uncle's over here and wants you to get him some. I'm, I'm gonna get him some. <laughs> maybe he got him like the heavy shit. All right. Yeah. You know, Uncle Mike wants to get. It wants to party. I got to show them how it's done. And they really just wanted like, can we have like the stuff that was like packed with sawdust that we had in the 70s? <laughs> <laughs> the thing that was mostly basil. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and alcoholism was way more in vogue back then. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think I a like lot of those things are always around, but I feel like people have embraced uh, talking about their. Yeah. You know, like weird niche in- interests and also like being more open about mental health, which I think is a positive thing. I think yeah. you're going to look at, I mean, you know, none of us, I wasn't alive in the 70s. I have no idea no, me either. what it was and like. I was barely, a, I was, you know, alive technically in the 80s, but I don't remember a whole lot of it. So, yeah. I mean, I just kind of look. I, so, I, you, ca- I can't ask you questions about Crystal Pepsi? No, I have Crystal. No, Crystal Pepsi came back in the. It came back in the early 90s. Ooh. And I recall actually really liking it. Was it Crystal? Because it was like, it was, it was seven up. It was it was seven up. It was Sprite. Okay. Gross. But. Um, Disgusting. I remember <laughs> it being all right. Okay. All right. Uh, but it is kind of funny as a, as a meme. Crystal sure. Crystal Pepsi, you know. I I think it was also, it was diet Crystal Pepsi. I think they brought it back oh. and it was, they brought it back as a diet alternative. Good Lord. Yeah. They actually, I, I saw recently that the. The coffee Coca-Cola is back. Oh no, I really liked that. But it was well, just, it was called like Coca-Cola Fuse or something like in okay. the early two thousands. Like yeah, it was no, in a tiny bottle. No, 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 no. Okay, because uh, they used to have co- they had a Coke Black. Yes, sorry. And <laughs> calm down. Don't, I don't have it with me, Grace. <laughs> um, but I I remember at my school, I think they sold it in the vending machine. Oh my god! And it was just like a sixteen ounce bottle of cold brew. Which I was not as a you know a tenth grader was I did not like coffee yet. Sure. Uh, I just thought it was revolting. Well, Starbucks didn't really exist yet. Then. Not not to the not to the level that because like but. I feel like people didn't 
like coffee was a totally different thing back then. Like cappuccinos were still kind of a thing. Like that was like a joke in a Beavis and Butthead episode. Was like, it? A Cornholio was eating cappuccinos and like, you know, Hudson Hawk, he just loved his cappuccinos. You know, yeah, like that's the- a breakfast drink. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. No, you drink it whenever the hell you want. <laughs> can't, can't have it in, there, the, there's Starbu- in the mid-afternoon. There are Starbucks that are open till nine o'clock around here, a couple miles away. Mm-hmm. Don't tempt me. Don't him. Don't, I'll get, I'll get, don't threaten I'll, you with a good time. I'll get the de- get the decaf, man. A mocha tastes good. A latte is delicious. I, I've but been get the decaf if you're gonna making, be nine o'clock at night. I've been making a co- kind of coffee at home lately that I learned about from Leanna, who is uh, part of the McMuscles yeah, team. M- Madam McMuscles. So, so I've been making uh, Leanna coffee is what I call it, but it's basically just like instant coffee. And then you like get one of those milk frothers and you put a little water in it yeah. and you just froth it up. No, it's legit. It's so good. <laughs> we, we, we've been taking it with us to the uh, library lately. Yeah. Um, You know what? That's a transition. We've been taking them with us to the library where we have been uh, working on videos. Um, They are happening with, despite are, them not yeah. coming out. <laughs> we have made the effort to really get a little more disciplined um, <laughs> with our stuff. And uh, yeah, we've been uh, cranking on videos. We've been trying to trying. We've been getting up. Uh, and leaving the house and going to our, our local library, which, by the way, they just got books and movies for free. You, you can just go there and be like, here's my here's my ID. They're like, cool. Here's a card. Take anything you want. No, guys, there's so much at the library. Like they have classes that where they will teach you how to use ex- Excel. Yeah. Like there's so much there. It's and wonderful. There are study rooms. <laughs> and so we go there and it's like, hey, can we just have a room? Mm-hmm. And then I say, how much? They say nothing. Free. Two hours. But you know, take, you'll go in the study room. Get a whole damn room to yourself. Yell about Doom RPG all you want. Yeah. In this enclosed space. They also have manga. They also It's CDs. Your libraries are awesome. They're Holy so shit. Great. Just, yo. The ones in our area are particularly good. Yeah. And well-funded. We're kind of like in the... We sh- There's another one we should check out, but I think it's a lot smaller. Yeah. The one that's like down that way. Mm-hmm. Um but we we're going there. We've been going more and um uh we had the video we could, we're like really really close to a uh, uh we're pretty far on. We had a vote about uh another Doom video cuz it's been a while since we had a Doom video out, man. And I, and I miss it. And people voted on um like Doom slash id software mobile games of which there are many. And once we kind of uh went down this list and and kind of started doing some preliminary research in all the games we're like man this is like maybe too many but we noticed there's like five doom rpgs now it's like it's like there's doom one orcs and elves orcs and elves 2 wolfenstein rpg and doom 2 rpg yeah that is five so that's like the five this the series there um and we're like that's enough for one video and also, I think when we came off the Zebo video, all the projects that we had were all these big videos. And I think that's kind of how we... And they're, they're like they're, in various stages of like halfway done yeah. or mostly done. But it, it just... Ha- I think we decided to switch gears onto a smaller yeah, video. We, just yeah. a more contained video. Yeah. We, and so just, we, we've been playing Doom RPG. Or I've been playing Doom RPG. Yeah, yeah. This is a because of the way we split up the gameplay duties. Usually, I prefer not to do gameplay if if gameplay is happening in a video because i am a little self-conscious about the way i play games i just don't feel like i 
I, I don't know. Whatever. I, I just, I feel a little self-conscious about that. I'm not the best game player, mm. if that makes sense. Like, I, I will often forget that there are more than one buttons. Okay, yeah. And I am not the person who's playing Elden mm-hmm. Ring with the the furled f- claw finger. So a fake gamer girl should have known. No, I am, like, I literally will play the oh game. And then I, instead of doing the claw hand, I will just, like, like, take my hand off of the controller like I'm chicken pecking, like... You know how some people type with like two fingers. Yeah, Yeah, I'm finger like I'm just not. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't I just don't play games in a way that are fun to watch. (laughs) Oh, go on. It's that's just that's just it. That's just it. And so like, but Grace is being so modest right now (laughs) with the Doom RPGs because there isn't an expected way that you're supposed to play. It's all it's a turn based game. Yeah. So every you know every time you move forward, move back, that is a turn. So I I was the one who was playing all of the RPG games when we thought we were going to be covering all of id software's mobile games. Yeah. And now we have put it down to just the doom RPGs and I am a little nervous. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's going to be fine. So I, like I'm having a great time with these games. I really yeah, enjoy them. Yeah. No, th- it's, it's, I mean, what really struck me as crazy is, uh, yo, John Carmack had hands on all of these games. Like you think the doom RPG is like, Oh, some weird, you know, so a bunch of interns at id that were working in a room closet pitched this weird idea for mobile phones. They're like, yeah, fine, whatever. It's like, no, after Doom 3 and before Rage, Carmack was like, man, these big projects kind of suck. I want to go back to have just doing small projects. And Which ironically fun. is kind of what we're doing right now with our videos. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Whoops. Anyway, um, that was right. It was so the idea that there are this many rpgs there's the doom rpg and then they made their own new ip called orcs and elves which is the most generic name for a game it's i think maybe the ever first new id ip since quake and i i don't know i feel like it's not the last new id ip because there rage. was rage yeah but rage was post bethesda technically so yeah it was their last new ip as an independent company or I don't know. I it's it's starting Zenimax, to feel so. like a very silly statistic, but mm-hmm. there, there it is. Uh, but that's the only one that actually had a DS port uh, and is has a physical release. Was Orcs and Elves, and Orcs and Elves, I think, is it's 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 the exact same engine as Doom RPG, uh, but you know, with a complete new IP. Uh, and I think <laughs> Doom RPG was kind of similar. It was kind of based. The story was kind of based a bit on Doom Three. So they had no other story to really go with on Orcs and Elves. And I don't know, it's fine. <laughs> it's made, yeah, it's made from scratch and you can kind of tell. <laughs> I I guess like after playing Doom RPG, which is very surprising and funny in a lot of ways and has so much charm, I went back to Orcs and Elves and I just kind of kind of hated it, to be honest. Yeah. So, sort of upsetting, but they were making these games like at a rate of about like one every four or six months. Yeah, so yeah. it's like you don't have enough time to like do good writing in the middle of that. Really, well, you, just, you hire somebody who is still solely does the writing. Well, um, or you could just have the CEO of the company do it, which yeah. was uh, John Carmack's wife at the time, Anna, Anna Catherine King. Mm-hmm, yeah. And uh, there's sort a, of interesting in of itself. Here's here's. So they made two of these games. The second one, you have not been able to really find a 
good concrete like emulation for it, have you? Orcs and elves too. Yeah. It's uh well it, it makes sense because these are already even though they are id software games and are therefore like notable, just because it's an original IP that no one really cares about and also isn't quite frankly, isn't that good or and it doesn't have that id flair. It doesn't yeah. feel like an id property. It's a bit of a throwback. It's, you know, kind of like I the Beholder, uh, or I guess wizardry shining in the darkness kind of a thing it i think that you know doom rpg orcs and elves they are very charming and great games on a cell phone but honestly this game came out in november 2007 for the ds and dog that is not up to snuff against Mm. what you had on the ds which even had like um the gba like i also saw the final fantasy uh six advance came out on the gba uh, in 2007 so I think when it made that jump to DS, it was like, no, you you actually are kind of playing in a whole different league. I think it, that if they had ported Doom to the DS instead of Orson yeah. Elves, I think that would have been a way better for them. Doom but, RPG. Yeah, but yeah. apparently one of the reasons they didn't is because they felt like Doom might have been too M for mature. <laughs> for, yeah. I, I, kind of. I don't know. It's We're talking about the smash hit Touch the Dead prove that you can have M-rated games <laughs> on the DS. Absolutely. Yeah, don't wait, don't forget. Wait, was that even mature? Manhunt for the Wii. Oh or... god, that was a mess. <laughs> Manhunt 2 for the Wii. They even it's even like hella censored too. Yeah. Oof. Mm-hmm. It I think that would have been a lot better because you know like it's at the very least, even though it, the game isn't up to snuff, at least it's a known IP and a known yeah. IP that was done in a very charming way. Like, I think you could make excuses for it, but Orcs and Elves, just because no one cares about it. and What kind of name is that? You can't. And also, what a terrible I just, name. Uh, it's, 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 it's an all right game, but like when you kind of look at it from a different perspective, like you look at that context, like who's buying that over the next five? Pokemon. Uh, what I think Platinum and Silver came or Platinum and uh, Pearl whatever there was a Pokemon a new Pokemon gen came out in 2007 as well an Ace Attorney I think a couple Ace Attorney games I think there's a lot of good lots of good RPG style games you could be playing in um, uh, Zelda Phantom Hourglass yeah you're not buying Orcs and Elves over a new goddamn Zelda I mean sorry it's like when you think that you can really tell when you're on a console and you're playing a game that was designed for a cell phone and you're playing it on a console like that kind of feeling just imagine that you know like over a decade ago and it's a game that was made for a java phone yeah, <laughs> yeah. like and it's just like ooh, all right but um yeah so th- i mean it's still i think that the rpg idea and the way that they do it is so cool and so fun and it really made sense for the technology of Java phones yeah. and brew phones to a certain extent. It, it at was the time. it was an amazing like Doom RPG one, which was oh five, right? Uh, that was such a brilliant way of like how do you make a first person shooter on a flip phone, like a tiny asshole peanut phone? Uh, you, you don't. Mm-hmm. You make a turn based, very strictly corridor based kind of a doom game and it just as much it, as i would have loved a first person shooter game on yeah well <laughs> i mean it would have been terrible what's but funny still. is is and over there in 2003 you had john romero making stuff on the engage making 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 a uh, red faction red faction yeah. and then a uh, uh, first person shooter which several fine. degrees above java yes 
Um, several several ledges above Java, and also, but I think jo- John Carmack was ha- was probably in the better camp there. It's kind of funny that the, the both those guys uh, in their kind of post Doom, post Quake worlds, both did spend some time in the mobile space. I think that at kinda first, when mobile first came out, it had a similar vibe to the early PC days. Yeah, where people just didn't know what how is this going to work and you just kind of could experiment and try to do what you could with the technology and also obviously there is so much and they you could see it at the time there's so much potential for people to game on your cell phone like everyone is going to have a cell phone like what if everyone had an xbox 360 in their pocket or whatever yeah like it's so that means everyone can game now there's no the market is infinite Mm-hmm. And, that, and and but it wasn't it wasn't as uniform and locked down uh like until the app store yeah it your really mom was kind of a... doesn't want to play doom fp doom rpg no she should though. you know what i i saw an adorable video the other day of a it was so someone mounted a like gopro or something to their cat's face or like right underneath oh, yeah, their yeah, cat's those videos, yeah, yeah like those and so it's basically a first person view of i'm a cat and then you, it looks down occasionally. You can see it's really, it's cute, delicate paws and mm-hmm. you see whiskers everywhere. I think that that's what we need for the first person genre. It's just, let's have a first person cat game where I'm running around, I'm batting balls. Kind of <laughs> like a cat lateral damage, I suppose. But, but, we, but we need cat lateral with more damage. fidelity. Well, actually, cat, I was going to say cat lateral damage did have an HD uh, remake. Um, I mean... Is that the thing? I guess I'm like, I'm thinking about, you know, your mom doesn't like Dead Space. I'm like, maybe <laughs> my mom would like a first person cat game. You know what your mom would like uh, is that. But unfortunately, so when I think about like, yeah, movements on a cat, when you, when you kind of put it like that, I feel like that's kind of like what Titanfall and a lot of the, which, which one of the Call of Duties advanced warfare, but where like wall running and double jumping and air dashing and stuff and all of that became um really really like popular i feel like that type of movement and that type of activity works well in first person shooters but like no one not not in the heel of taking it out of fps's out of like you know ghost runner and stuff it can be hard it it does i think make people feel sick Mm -hmm. me that was a problem i had with cat lateral damage and that I'm someone who is like used to that sort of movement in, in VR. A game. You played it on normal without VR because we have. No, I played it on normal, and I I I shudder to think of how my body would feel. Yeah. <laughs> playing in VR, but yeah, I don't know. I I was just thinking of a, a first person shooter on the cell phone, which that's why I was thinking about that cat thing. But um, I feel like the only like even now, you know, since we are living in the future, we have maximal future technology like we've peaked everything this is as good as it's going to get i still feel like first person shooters don't work on cell phones <laughs> just on a fundamental level like man you say that but i'm pretty sure that like like, like the call of duty, call of duty is like Fortnite the closest do very well on mobile they you know do. like they do. it's uh, i i did like the call of duty uh mobile when it first came out so i played it you know whenever the hell that was and i was like this is neat and then i never went back to it I guess I've played like Dead by Daylight, sell like killer mode on oh, the cell you? phone. Oh man, I downloaded Dead by Daylight. I, it on was mobile. it was terrible. Yeah, and I, I was going through it. my phone, backing some stuff up, and I was like, I have the Dead by Daylight mobile app on here, and it's like ten gigs. <laughs> what? <laughs> Delete that. 
Um, Maybe you should re-download it and we can sur- survive with friends together. We could. We This was when we, we both downloaded it when we were like really into Dead by Daylight. But we were, oh, we were too busy with, with Doom RPG. Oh, I want to finish this. Up. Oh, okay, Doom RPG. Yeah. Because, yeah, there was, you know, Doom RPG, uh, the two orcs and elves games. And they came back and did a Wolfenstein Wolfenstein RPG, RPG, yep. Um, which came out a year before the 2009 Raven made Wolfenstein remake. Um, and I need to get smart on that game because Wolfenstein RPG is kind of goofy. It's very confusing. It's, it has these silly in, moments. Yeah, when you're in, encountering it just like in a capsule, like yeah. we are basically. It's yeah. just like, why is this like this? What, what, what is the deal with the chickens, guys? They're, What's so, up with all of the chickens? Yeah, jokes? in this game, there's tons of, you know, you're kind of in Wolfenstein and all the way it's set up, like the engine looks the same as... Like, visually, it looks the same as the original Wolfenstein games. Oh, but it is a but, Doom RPG engine, But it's the Doom RPG engine, but visually, it looks like how you imagine it looked yeah. like on DOS or whatever. Yeah. And, but you're just running around and there's like, there's just all this weird goofiness where we're electrocuting chickens and eating them and they're, they just have these giant eyes. It feels like I walked into like a Wallace and Gromit Wolfenstein game. Mm. just in, it, with the level of humor it, it, and, and I, I guess i did 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 the 2009 wolfenstein game was it goofy i don't think it was goofy but I, when i think about it i know nothing about that game when that remake was announced i was like who cares and then the, when the second remake was announced when the new order even though new order ended up being really good uh my first thought was like who ca- again really with wolfenstein again you can't even do a good port of the original game we're making another remake. Um, I mean, good thing they did because both those games were really good. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I think we're, we're worth existing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I don't know about this 2009 one. I want to get smart on that. It's so strange that there is a uh, that there there is like a, a freaking RPG with chickens and stuff. Um, yeah, so that that's confusing. It, it feels like the the en- as they kept making these games, the engine and stuff, they just kept tacking more things onto it. And then on top of that, we're just like, what's going on? What 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 even is this anymore? Because the last one they made was Doom 2 RPG. And it's the story is. I don't even know, like, I guess, like what what is even happening with the story of Doom, first of all? Yeah. But I think it really wasn't until like Doom 16 did they really, really try to give it a damn story at all. I mean, the story of Doom 16 is very similar to the story of Doom 3 in like broad strokes. Oh, is it? I think so. It's like, oh, we're trying, we're experimenting with technology. Uh oh. Yeah. Opened a porter to well, hell. That was kind of always. But the- actually, I, maybe we want to do this anyway because. Yeah. You know that that was the original government that was the original plot to Doom. Also, corporation like, bad. We 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 were on a Mars profit over people. We we're, we're on a well. It was it was they they dove deeper into that. Yeah, but like the original plot to Doom was like yeah they accidentally opened a portal to hell on a Mars uh, moon. Yeah, and, and they they kind of did that again in 2016. But like what they well, did and that's what the- happens in Doom three as well because Doom three was them basically trying to reboot reboot Doom one yeah in a lot of ways and that's why Doom three ended up is now considered like an alternate timeline from the because because the, the one of the great things about one of the great things that Doom sixteen and Doom Eternal did is it made Doom sixty four canon yes and very I'm, exciting I'm, and so really with this set of Doom RPG games 
It's like Doom 64 finally got its due. It finally got the recognition. Well, not with this set of RPG games with Doom. No. Well, well, let me finish my thought. Okay, sorry. So, yeah, Doom 64 finally got its its due with Eternal and Doom 16. Uh, Now it's time for this other, like, yes, there's two Doom games in this set of five, but it's five id software RPGs. Two Dooms, a Wolfenstein, and two original games that have not been re-released. Other than the Orcs versus Elves, or Orcs, or sorry, Orcs and Elves for the DS, there's no physical releases of any of these games. And they're just like, just like how crazy is it that we talk about Doom and how legendary it is, um, and there are this many Doom games that are just like gone. Well, there's one difference between Doom 64 and Doom RPG. Is that so Doom 64 is technically like, quote unquote, story canon, you know, as much as we care about story canon mm-hmm. in Doom games, whatever. That's a whole other conversation to have. I'm just glad that he will have it. But can't get Doom, remade. Doom RPG 1 and 2 are technically canon with Doom 3. Like on, um, I, oh. I was reading about it on the wiki and apparently they are, they have the same Doom guy. <laughs> And all of them, whatever that means. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a Blaskowitz even uh, in the Doom whatever. Honestly, whatever. Yeah, it's it's okay. It, it, it's sure. a lot. It's it's equal parts a lot and too little. Yes, it's, at the same time, it's yeah. there. I don't have enough to hold on to. So there's not really a reason unless I don't know. We start having a Doom multiverse situation, and we need to bring in multiple Blaskowitzes. I. Unless that is happening, I don't really. There's not really a reason to bring these well, back in the way until, there was a reason to bring back Doom sixty four. It's not until we reboot um, Commander Keen can we really, really complete this. Yeah, Commander Keen on cell phone. Still, they announced it in like 2016. Hasn't oh my come god, out. that's right. <laughs> what? The, yeah, Probably not know. coming out. But I just think that that was really the big hook for me when I realized uh, they should put. put I all right. This is that armchair game developer ignorant bullshit. Okay. But, you know, they have all these great downloadable games, downloadable, uh, you know, Doom wads that you can get on your Switch, on your phone, uh, on your Xbox. Sure. Um, of course, you know, on PC. Um, but all this cool stuff that Bethesda is doing with the new versions of Doom they put out. Why can't we just have Doom RPG on there too? I think it's probably would be kind of difficult to bring it up from Java and yeah. Brew to ios 13 for 15 i don't even know which it, number we're on right no, now it, it it's uh, i'm sure it would take some work it is frustrating that there has not been the effort though that's that's really what it is and it's like i'm sure they have much bigger fish to fry but it's just kind of crazy that uh you know doom 64 was that's just this like really interesting twist on classic doom because it was such it was such a horror game mm-hmm. it really was like doom was always kind of a spooky game took place in hell you fighting demons and stuff but it had like heavy metal music and then when they brought that to playstation they got rid of the heavy metal music and kind of like a more droney uh kind of doom really like a doom spooky sound effects think the thinking man's doom uh, soundtrack maybe? <laughs> just uh, I don't, I sip a, some chianti and listen to <sighs> Insects buzz. I wouldn't say the people <laughs> that like t- did, did did not give Doom sixty four the time of day are like less intelligent. I would never say that. Oh my goodness! I would never go that of far. Of course not. 
Um, but I do think there's some people that are like, yeah, I need to have this Pantera song. Yeah, or people it's not of doomed. a refined palette. Mm-hmm. I need know. I need to hear a bad ripoff of Master of Puppets, or I can't I can't appreciate the first level of Doom. Mm-hmm. Um, but Doom sixty four was just this like we're gonna take the, it was it was a great horror game, and uh, again you know I did a review like a billion years ago, um, and I felt like at that time when I was talking about Doom sixty four was like nobody was talking about this game. Um, it was just kind of fr- it had the name Doom on it. And yet, like no one really had talked about it, and it just—it was an amazing official riff on that formula. And I feel that Doom RPG is that as well. So, well, um, it's because an RPG, in a lot of ways, is such an completely the polar opposite game genre of what Doom is. Like Doom is just let's get in it and let's do it, while an RPG is all more about strategy, like thinking about numbers to a certain extent. You know, I guess, yeah. Of course, there's variation in that. It's almost like if someone made an officially licensed, like, Doom apartment decorating sim. <laughs> Doom house flipper? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, okay. I mean, that. I mean, already I can, like, imagine what that game would be like. You like, gotta oh, shoot all the demons. No, you're, you gotta, you're like, a demon. Up. You're a demon. And Doom guy came through hell again and you gotta, like, clean <laughs> the little oh. huts and reset them for new demons. Yeah, you gotta res- <laughs> you gotta reset the level. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Someone, <laughs> someone do house flipper. But... You always start at the exit of the level and you're like an imp who's got like a mop and broom and you got to clean up all the dead bodies. And you got to like, all right, I need to, or I need need some new toxic waste barrels here. He took all the ammo. All right. I need medical things here. Just, just on a pure, I guess like intellectual level. It's just kind of interesting to see. All right. Let's just imagine this classic game in a totally different genre. Oh, that's viscera cleanup details. That actually a game. Oh, I feel like that it's it's too good of an idea. Okay, I, I do know that there is a haunted house flipper, and it was like you go to a house, and not only do you have to like make sure all the mold and garbage is put away, you got to make sure that all the uh, the ghosts are gone and all the evil um, uh, uh, evil pictures are put back and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, so there's the, 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 <laughs> get there all is, the chairs that are stacked vertically yeah, off of the counter yeah. and just. Okay, so there is viscera cleanup detail. Okay, there is. So there already is a game, There's, and that's cool. You know, All right, so shout out to the people that did viscera cleanup team detail. But uh, if they're listening, and I know they are, uh, get in contact with the uh, with the id people and see if you can't do crossover. Do some wads. Let's just, do let's do some with some Doom crossover. Just make some wads. Let's make throw it some wads in there. Yeah. One thing before we wrap up Doom RPG discussion too much, the. The, of course, these games are all heavily delisted since they were yeah. for Java. And oh, they made Shadow Warrior? Good for them. Okay, they moved on to great things then. Nothing. So Sorry. nothing, you know, yeah, you can't anyway. really play yeah, all Doom these... RPG in a quote unquote legal way, though it is id. So, of course, they're very open about like just emulate it, whatever. They're, so I, I would say the best way to play it if you want to play it yourself is to find a Doom RPG ROM which I would recommend doing Doom RPG and not jumping to Doom RPG too, because I just, I honestly like Doom RPG the best. Mm-hmm. And just get like a Javi emulator, like KE or K emulator. I'm not sure how you pronounce that, but that's my mm-hmm. favorite one that seems to work for most things for me. There are a couple wads that you can download that are trying to like put Doom RPG, like to preserve it and put it in like the Doom 2 like engine. 
or whatever yeah, with like free and movement and strafing it's and stuff not like that. it's not the same like yeah. it's it's not turn-based it's yeah it's not there isn't really a good solution for it other than just emulating it i will say this will though say. Hmm. um uh, i was able to do this a couple of years ago i don't know if it's gone down since but if you have an old ipad um that has you know old ios on it from like you know i'm not six, even sure what version ago. if it yeah. was Probably something before 11. You know what? Hold on a second. Well, I'm looking that up. So I have an old iPad and I was able to actually um, kind of backwards the way that like YouTube likes to delist um, like un unlisted. Um, uh, the way iOS likes to. Oh, no. Like you like, like in a YouTube video is it the private or unlisted? Oh, OK. If it's unlisted, so long as you have the link, you can watch it. But it's mm -hmm. not searchable. So that's a similar just situation. I think with a lot of stuff on the iOS store. So after the Bethesda purchase, um, all the software stuff went to the Bethesda account. But on my iPad, I was still able to go to the app store. This is only a couple of years ago. I think it was in 2020 when I did this. I was able to go to the app store and find the id software page. And with that, I was able to click, you know, hey, show me developer. And then from there, I was able to download uh, Wolfenstein Classic and doom rpg 2 i don't know if that i was able to do a similar thing with capcom but they took down uh they took that down pretty recently actually for yeah. capcom like within the last year I, I checked again and yeah it was it was gone um i was able to get uh double may cry and something else i think yeah uh, hang on a second what 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 is my ipad here um everyone start hacking yeah <laughs> wait where do i find it so my iPad is a uh, is nine point three point one. So iOS nine. iOS nine, but like yeah. So if you if you have an iPad, maybe even an iPhone, that, that you just that, never updated. Yeah, because because I didn't use this thing actually. I, I yeah, it it's just been kind of hanging out in a drawer for five years. Mm -hmm. And just on a whim, I opened it up and checked it out. So it's like a lot of this stuff has been delisted, but it's like it's weird. It's like it's still there, but if you have a newer iPhone or a new iOS, um, you know, a new Apple product. Yeah, those a lot of games and stuff just aren't available to you. But I think some of that stuff is still technically on a hard drive somewhere. Well, it makes sense. Like no one took it down. I yeah. mean, that would be like a massive effort on Apple's part to like actually go and just disconnect every single app. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. So I, I think the way that they do it is just that. That's how they do it. Is when it? once you've updated to like iOS 13 or probably 11 they were like okay just anything that was compatible with stuff before ios 11 just doesn't show up anymore yeah if it doesn't have ios 11 compatibility we just you just can't see it and then ideally like maybe somebody maybe uh, every uh, do does does the app store have like hosting fees or anything like that i don't think so is, is, is there any kind of incentive that you would like want to take your your software down um, but uh, but uh, okay, that's all like kind of unofficial. I don't know. You might be able to hack this and thank you for the Mega Sixty Four uh, <laughs> hacking hacking gift. That's a, that's a classic one. Um, thank you, chat. Yeah, these games have not been re released. Well, that's something we'll have ironed out out for the actual video. Yeah, yeah. We're hoping to film by the end of this week. So yep, yep. Get that going, and well. I, we actually have a few questions to go through. We do, yeah. So, Love the questions. Thank you so much, everyone. Yeah. So um, I have an interesting question that I've been just 
like waking up in a cold sweat thinking about it since it was sent in last week to our email at wishesstopskeletons at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can email us anytime. We will see it, but we might forget to respond. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, this is an email from Jill. And uh, her question is... I think it would be an interesting topic for a delisted video to talk about the original Xbox's incarnation of Xbox Live Arcade. It's kind of interesting to see how the concept was pulled off before the 360 would make it integral to to its existence. Even though the original Xbox's XBLA service was confined to a dedicated disc and most of the games offered were PopCap-esque casual titles, it still feels ahead of its time. So I read that. And I was like, what? (laughs) Disc? I, Excuse I, me? I know that there were some Xbox Live arcade games for 360 that they sold on disc. Like, hey, we got the the greatest hits here. It's Braid and Peggle. Um, but and I'm not sure if that's what she means. Like that, like the compilation discs. Yeah, I don't know that the ha- I I don't recall that ecosystem existing for the original Xbox. But I do know that like uh, the reason why the original Xbox just like died the second the Xbox 360 came out is you know the xbox kind of launched a little poorly but they by the time halo 2 came out xbox was doing great and so they just really just you know lily padded off of that mm-hmm. and jumped straight into 360 and that's what they had you know they had a, one of the big saving graces of the original xbox was xbox live but i believe at that point xbox live was just for you know that mech assault game and uh halo and i don't know drake and the 99 dragons any other game that was online Oh, Drake of the 99. <laughs> fucking, what was it? Not Ghost Recon. Rainbow Six Three. Siege? No, no Rainbow Two? Six Vegas. No, it was, it, was way, it was way before Siege. When it was Three oh, okay, or okay. Siege. Yeah. For, um, so, well, so I, I looked it up and apparently there were multiple like compilation discs that called, the first one was called Xbox Live Arcade Plugged and came out in 2006. Plugged. Unplugged. Sorry. Oh, unplugged. Okay. And it had demos on it. Well, I mean, of, like games like Uno. Ooh. <laughs> like well, an Uno demo. It's like, yeah, there was the Xbox magazine that had demos. I think this is sort of a similar idea, except you would plug it in and it would just download Geometry Wars and like. For, th- for the original Texas Xbox? Texas Hold'em for, um, no, the 360, okay. but like launch three, not, not launch. Cause didn't it, the Xbox 360 05. launch in 05? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this was a year later, hmm. which is, they were still kind of figuring out arcade. Yeah. That was like when, yeah, it was like, you know, his joust and smash TV and then braid came and kind of lit a fire off of everyone. You know, this actually might explain a weird thing we noticed the other day where, we were looking up what are the most successful Xbox Live <laughs> arcade titles or the most downloaded. And that that is information that's out there. Like yeah. Major Nelson used to publish that. And it one <laughs> it's of like Doritos Crash Course yeah. is technically the most downloaded. <laughs> it was like four point five million and wasn't it at, like, by the end of twenty eleven, but it, but it was like, uh well they gave away this game for free. <laughs> wasn't it Doritos Crash Course? I mean, that was like the connect effect of like, oh, you know, the connect adventure or whatever yeah. is the most best sell sold xbox 360 well, yeah game, because it was a pack-in you know it it's, like, it's like wii sports you know if you wanted to get they used to pack in wii sports with um <laughs> spare uh, uh wii controllers so if you wanted to get a second wii mote you had to also get wii sports with it 
Yeah. It's like when you buy a concert ticket, you also get a CD. And sure. It's like, oh, technically, like, oh man, this went like eight billion times platinum. It's like, no, we just sold it all. Is that U2 album where they, like Songs of Innocence, where they downloaded it onto everyone's iPhone? Is that like the best selling U2 album? <laughs> No. no, 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 no. Do you think? No, U2 has, U2 has done very well for themselves. I do know that Jay-Z had an album, I think Magna Carta, Holy Grail, which was not a good album, but he did sign some kind of deal with Samsung that technically it went on a bunch of Samsung phones in week one and it, like it went platinum in like, you know, technically one second kind of a thing. The hit play, boom, and it went platinum. Uh, so I, I don't know. Yeah, it's a lot of times that's how you need to go number one anymore. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that's not I think a trend. One, well, one stopped. of the other games that was one of the best, most downloaded or whatever was Uno, <laughs> which I believe was always free. Yeah, it's well, it's offered on this this series of Xbox Live Arcade. Oh, yeah, but you can't play it online anymore. So discs. what's the point? Well, what's the point? Well, I got to I got to train my skills on the battlefield. <laughs> I thought that you got to you got to learn to swim before you jump into the deep end. Unless something boy. something else. I, I I think that Uno you could have a microphone and the camera running. Like, it could be one of those games. And it's like there are like uh, stories about like yeah, I'm playing Uno <laughs> and then I just cut to like people doing cocaine and people what? Having, <laughs> people having tantric sex Sorry for like yelling. in the middle of an Uno game like there was just no no rules back then. It was 2005 baby. Yeah, it does say camera enabled on on live for Uno. Also for Soul Trio Solitaire also has camera enabled. Yeah. That's pretty pretty wild. Anyway, thanks Jill for <laughs> sending that question in because I've I'm obsessed. Oh, people, there's a, there's a bitter bone in the chat talking about like you have Uno. Everyone has Uno. That was like somebody recut like a cut scene from Resident Evil uh, Eight, where like Heisenberg is like I don't have Uno, and then like everyone's like you have Uno. I don't know what that was from or what that was a meme a reference to, but it was really funny. It's probably Homestuck. <laughs> Anytime there's a, a meme that I don't understand, it's almost always Homestuck. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's and it's upsetting. I don't I don't want to know more about Homestuck than I have to. I just but know it was it funny. Just happens. Lady D was yelling and like, yeah, and, and Donna was yelling at, at, at it was it was it was cute. It was fun. I, it, you know what? It was during that time like when the memes are all right. Yeah, when Resident Evil 8 was like brand new and everyone was just like everybody was thirsting for Lady D, you know? I mean, still, I don't but, think there there's a past tense to that. I think oh, we all but, are in the, perpetuity. But, there, but I was like, every morning, new Lady D uh, fan art on my Twitter feed. It was good times. Yeah, for sure. I got to look for it. I got to seek it out now. <laughs> but, but hold on. <laughs> that, we're, that is depressing. We're, we're kind of concluding now that like, so there weren't Xbox Live Arcade games for the original Xbox. No, but this was were, all, but, I mean, yes, there were certainly, there were certainly like different eras of Xbox Live Arcade as they were figuring this shit out. Well, I know but that, that was all 360. It wasn't do you remember on that Xbox original, like infomercial that we we've taken a lot of footage from. That's about where they were teaching people how to use Xbox Arcade or like explain those, those, those like Xbox Live and, and audio. Yeah, that we used to clip. Video is we used amazing. to clip um, in the Zebo video where it's like that guy's a jerk, and then some lady with her uh, voice pitched down. She's like, "I heard that you're so going down." <laughs> it's like part of like this twenty minute infomercial about how to get your friends list going on Xbox Live, but like 
that was for when Xbox Live first came out on the original Xbox. That was like a yeah, friends lists. Mm-hmm. What it was to have a, a microphone hooked up. How do you mute yourself? How do you mute other players? Sure. But like th- there wasn't like a storefront. Right. Like there yeah. was online, but it was always, you know, just connected to that game. And maybe you, your profile, you had a friends list. I, I, I only ever had. Xbox Live for Halo 2, and that was it. So I never really dove much deeper into it. But there were a handful of games that did support that service. It was really invented for Halo 2, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, yeah, so... Uh, well, really, Halo 2 was invented for it, if we're even being I mean, yeah, real. one thing, yeah, one hand washes the other here. I was like, that was, <laughs> all, that was all Xbox had for a while, and it did well. The hype for Halo 2, even before it came, just knowing that it was going to come kept that system alive well it's it's honestly something i've been thinking about because with one of the other videos i'm working on right now and i might i've probably mentioned this before but is a microsoft game room which yeah is a another weird early iteration of game pass sort of sort of yeah extremely game pass light like philosophically kind of the exact same thing yeah execution no but uh yeah yeah and it was just this weird time where oh crimson skies that's right yeah, someone yeah. some microsoft executive decided like hey people are nostalgic for arcades and for arcade games so how about we charge people five dollars a pop for just the worst arcade games imaginable <laughs> yeah just the lowest of the lowest tier absolutely it, it- atari and television weird konami stuff you've never heard of for good reason mm-hmm. just here we go five dollars a pop. like 70s shovelware yes mid 80s arcade shovelware and it's so it's so amazingly terrible i need need to get more yeah. on that video that was but. another one that yeah we got we got lots wow. of I, I don't know why it's i i just get so excited about like weird stuff that xbox does or did in a way that i don't get excited about playstation stuff and i'm not Which really sure funny. why that is oh, I, oh i'll tell you why okay it's because microsoft is a software company sony makes gadgets yeah and so i love the eye toy i've never played with an eye toy but i'd love to one day I'm but i think i think it's just like a little easier to look at and research software versus hardware and weird gadgets yeah and there, i mean there are a few gadgets that are on my my list of like things i need to make a video on and you know to be honest we just for sony gadgets we did the red ring of death video all those years ago and it kind of pushed the channel we just became an xbox channel oh and part of that is like culturally because i was so into xbox i guess or xbox 360 in like 2009 or whatever i sort of had a period where i wasn't gaming at all (laughs) it was like 2004 playstation 2 and then i just fell off the face of the earth and then i was ready for I don't know, Bioshock <laughs> when it came yeah. out. I played, I used to play Bioshock 2 multiplayer and I was so bad at I it. Heard Bio, I've, I've always heard that like Bioshock 2 multiplayer was legit. It was. Yeah. I, well, I think it was. I was not legit. Yeah. So I have no idea. It's like that in Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. I Two games you. that did not need multiplayer, but apparently <laughs> yeah. Bioshock 2 multiplayer, Mass Effect 3 multiplayer, king shit. Apparently like it was only like 800 crazy people, but those 800 people were like so into it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Mag, which keeps oh, coming up. Rest in peace, Mag. Rest in peace, Mag. I watched some videos. I there's somebody made a video about Mag, 
I think like 10 years ago, and it's like 10 reasons why Mag is the best first person shooter ever. And I was like, all right, go off. What you got? And uh, yeah, it was good shit. It was good. Should bring back some Mag. Um, yo, let's keep going with some questions, Chris. Okay. Well, this is more of a Derek question from. That's me. That's me. Actually, no, this is for both of us. This okay. is from Ty. Do you feel like modern games since the eighth? Do you feel like eighth generation modern games aren't going to have any punching weight qualities? Oh, no, no, no. Like no. with all the consoles pretty much headed, having the same hardware except for the Switch. Sure. Most games pr- perform basically the same with no cutbacks on one platform. Will there be any games you can make a video about in a few years looking back, like in five years, looking back on this generation? Will it only be Switch ports? You know, yeah, it's going to be a lot of Switch ports. Um, I do think that like the two Doom doom 16 and doom eternal on the switch uh man they look like garbage but they run great and they play great mm-hmm. uh and i guess like yeah it's 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 like eighth generation games on seventh generation hardware you know like metal gear solid phantom pain on 360 yeah and i've always wanted to get my hands on um evil within uh for the 360 oh my god because yeah maybe evil within on ps3 is better i don't know but i would imagine the 360 would be bad because it's a dvd and you just don't have that much room and evil within one ran pretty bad even on a ps4 Mm -hmm. um but i think that the difference like you have to get more creative you got to think punching weight so when uh cyberpunk came out uh a friend gifted it uh, our, our friend Kelsey, who who owns a game store, I guess, was sitting on a mountain of uh, of cyberpunks. And she was like, do you want a copy? I have to get these out of my goddamn store. So she just like very kindly gave us a uh, gifted us one. So I immediately took it home right at launch, installed it on my PS4. and I've left it there. And it's probably about time now because they have patched the shit out of that game to to make it what I think now is a very functioning, good game. But uh, that game that's on that disc that patch that was there, you know, a couple of days after the launch, that'd be a punching away situation. That's what you'd have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, Evil Within's another one uh, to come back to. Because if I recall, there was a bit of a controversy when that game came out because internet was not quite what it was, what, what it is now. But I believe there was, there was some kind of uh, brouhaha about how that game needed to have a day one patch or like just flat out didn't work or the the frame rate went to really, really, really bad. And it was basically like, yeah, if people bought this game and didn't have an internet access, uh, they probably couldn't play it or they'd be playing a demonstrably different game than what everybody else with internet access uh, would have. Um, I think that's kind of what you'd have to do from going forward. It's like just... Well, and don't forget the Wii U is technically part of the eighth generation. Well, (laughs) yeah. I guess that makes the Switch the ninth generation. If we're calling... Yeah, well... I, but I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. On the Wikipedia page for eighth generation, it includes the Wii U, the PlayStation Four, the Xbox One, and the Switch. So I think maybe, I mean, the I, ninth generation is the Xbox One. I mean, series. series fuck, yeah. I can't. I can't. Yes, five. Names. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, there's the also first, the first PlayStation was was generation four, so it's like it's like military time to so, so, so subtract numbers from it and work backwards. I mean, it's interesting because right now we're obviously like getting really into mobile games which i think in 2005 when these games were coming out you probably there probably wasn't a lot of appetite to hear about them in the way that there is to hear about them now yeah and i think that one area that i think will potentially have a lot of punching weight material is vr 
right yeah. now people don't the average consumer for obvious reasons because it's not accessible really people don't really care about vr it's not as there's no, just so it, much they really don't there's so much you have to buy into to be into vr and people yeah. who love vr love vr and oh, yeah. vr is very cool yeah resident evil 4 on vr was amazing, amazing. but yeah I, I, there wasn't a whole lot of interest in the video we made i had a lot of fun making that video and i highly recommend uh resident evil 4 on the oculus 2 if you want to go down that path um if you are cool with meta and facebook and all that stuff which from the comment section a lot of people weren't a lot of people agree with us on that um but I still think that, like, yeah, VR is in a position where I, it's not going to go away. It's not a fad. It's it's here to stay. But it is not the next big thing. It is not the next Wemo. It is not the next touchscreen. Um, it's a neat thing that uh, has too much buy-in. And also, I heard I, I saw an article that like facebook has dumped like a billion dollars billions of dollars into vr into into their their, you know meta second life they're trying to push on people and it's just like it looks like it's failing uh zuckerberg recently said that he doesn't think the metaverse is going to be a thing for another 10 years (laughs) good luck with that mark so yeah we'll see good luck with that zuck good luck yeah but yeah there's i mean punching weight is a state of mind it's all around us yeah Truly, the, the, there is an aspect of punching weight that um, I personally have always liked, and it is uh, uh, it's capitalism. Punching weight isn't an exploration. Of, all right, sit down, kids. Here we go. Punching weight is my favorite part of capitalism because it is someone saying this game needs to come out on this bad hardware, and someone goes, "Okay, I guess we got to make this happen," and then they do, and they put a UPC on it and they shrink wrap it and they sell it in stores. And you can, and to me, it's like, can you believe this was allowed to happen? And that aspect of it, I think is really interesting, mm-hmm. but that is not to discount like, you know, the homebrew scene and stuff like that. And it, that is something we're going to have to eventually kind of dive deeper into. But to me, really that aspect of it. And so long as capitalism entertainment and all those gears are shifting and all these weird things are happening because of those gears shifting, there will always be punching weight. There will always be stuff that has to punch so much higher than it needs than it was intended to. Mm-hmm. There always will be scaling down and scaling up of things. It'll always be there. It'll shift around. It'll look different, but it'll be there. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a good note to end on. Thank you, capitalism, for Thank you. giving us punching weight. Yeah, you did it. Uh, the next episode. Yeah is uh so we just did back-to-back podcasts but bam, after bam, this we bam, are going bam. back to every other week so the next podcast will be recorded on may 16th, the 16th. with uh it going live for everyone else on may 18th no 17th or 17th yeah, the next day you know tuesday Cut. slash wednesday yeah slash friday who mm. knows any <laughs> you know what you know, sometimes, keeping you on your toes yeah, sometimes, yeah exactly keep y'all guessing <laughs> um yeah first and third uh mondays of the month you know and, and we're hopefully the next time there's a podcast out, we'll have be very close to having a video to you guys. Yeah, either out or, um, you know, it'll, it'll either be out on Patreon or very close to be coming out. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we talked about the Doom RPG stuff. We have other stuff, other a whole bunch of irons. In the, we had too many irons in the fire mm-hmm. and then we, we focused up on it. So uh, it's kind of good to get back into a good rhythm with that. New stuff is coming, as always. And uh, I think that's going to be it. So, uh, hey, say goodnight, Grace. Goodnight, Grace. And everyone take care. Bye-bye.